What is up everyone? It's Quinn here. And in today's video, I'm going to be talking about some players that I think you should consider selling high on heading into week two of the NFL season. So these are players who I think maybe overperformed in week one. People are going to be really hyped about them moving forward. And I think it just may make sense to kind of move off of them before they come back down to earth. As always, when I do these trade target videos, I'm never saying that like you have to trade for a player or you have to trade away a player. If you're not getting a good deal, these are definitely players you know you can hold on to. I just think there may be an opportunity for you to sell high on these guys. Honestly, I think this was kind of a tough week to come up with players for this video. We definitely had some boom performances, but they were either from just, you know, really strong players that you expected from week after week, like your McCaffrey's, you know, Eckler, Justin Jefferson. And then there were a lot of boom weeks from players that potentially could have been on waivers, like a lot of dudes with low roster percentages, you know, just kind of balling out in week one. So I'm also going to include a pair of players that you may be looking to sell low on, obviously not ideal but we'll get into that a little bit later on. If you enjoy the video, do me a favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. But let's jump into my first sell high player. And I'm gonna start it off here with Brandon Ayuk. He's coming off a monster week one game, was targeted eight times, caught all eight of them for 129 yards and two touchdowns. Don't get me wrong, I believe Ayuk is an incredibly talented player, but I still have my concerns about the non-Christian McCaffrey 49er weapons. Like we just saw them go out, they put up 30 points, in overall strong offensive performance, and I think that you could probably make the case that two out of three of those non-CMC weapons probably underperformed here this week, right? We had the huge boom game from Ayuk, Debo, you know, nothing crazy, Kittle, same thing, you're probably a little bit disappointed with those guys in your lineups. And that was in a game where Christian McCaffrey didn't even have a huge receiving performance. I think next week it could be Brandon Ayuk going out there going four for 40, and then you're gonna see Debo have a big game. Or George Kittle, you know, could go nuclear with one of his huge performances. I just think that if you can flip Brandon Ayuk for a top 20 wide receiver, you know, a top 20 fantasy wide receiver, I would definitely be very interested in it. I think Ayuk is a great player. There are just a ton of mouths to feed on this 49ers offense, and I'm just not expecting Brandon Ayuk to like consistently be the number one option. I think Debo's going to have his weeks. Kittle's going to have his weeks. There's going to be a week where, you know, McCaffrey catches 10 passes for like 100 plus yards. If someone in your league believes that Ayuk is going to be the clear number one weapon moving forward because of this one monster game, I'd be happy to kind of sell high on them to someone who does view him as like that clear cut number one option. Now, my other sell high player, it's going to be another wide receiver. It's going to be Mike Evans, another player coming off of a very strong week one performance. He was targeted 10 times, caught six of those for 66 receiving yards and a touchdown. I think this is the perfect opportunity to flip Mike Evans for like a top 24, maybe even a top 20 fantasy wide receiver. The reason why Mike Evans ADP was so low, same thing with Chris Godwin, was just the concern surrounding the Bucks offense as a whole. And then just more specifically, like Baker Mayfield at the quarterback position, whether it was Baker or Trask, there were going to be some serious question marks at that position. And obviously the wide receiver position is very, very reliant on the quarterbacks. Luckily for the Bucks, they were like gifted a pretty much perfect week one matchup going up against the Vikings. The Vikings were constantly shredded through the air last year. I believe they gave up the second most uh, fantasy points per game to wide receivers in the 2022 season. Despite the great matchup, the Bucks were only able to throw for 173 yards on 34 pass attempts. I think once this team starts playing some better defenses, maybe even league average defenses, I think it could get ugly, 
Baker really struggled early on. You know, he kind of turned it around towards the end of the game. It's a fun story to see him finding success. But this should have been a game where the Bucks like really took advantage. Huge days for Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. We had a solid Mike Evans day. Chris Godwin, not a ton going on. I just think this is a good opportunity to move Mike Evans before the wheels just completely fall off of this offense. I guess the one you know argument you could make for keeping Mike Evans would be that you're holding out hope he gets traded, and if he gets traded to a contender, obviously you know he could end up having an even higher ceiling moving forward. But I think if he's going to stay on this Bucks team, I would look to move off of him here after Week One. Now I mentioned I was going to be talking about a couple of players I'd probably be selling low on. Those are going to be Christian Kirk and Cam Akers. So starting off with Christian Kirk, you never love to sell low, but sometimes coming off a bad performance, if the usage is bad, then you can probably expect that player to continue giving you poor production, which will just continue to tank their value. You kind of want to give the impression that they just had one bad game and that they could be bouncing back. Once you start to stack those bad performances, then that's when you see players' value really tank. So starting off with Christian Kirk, like I said, he is the wide receiver three on this team. Like at this point, there's no doubt about that. He only ran 24 routes on 35 dropbacks. That's a 69% route participation. Sub 70 route participation is not something you want, especially at the wide receiver position. You can get away with it for tight ends. You know, running backs, that's really solid. For wide receivers, that is not good. You want pretty much 80 plus at worst. Most top two wide receivers are at 90 plus. Calvin Ridley had a 97% route participation. Zay Jones was at 91%. This wasn't like Christian Kirk getting injured, leaving early. This is a trend that has carried over from the preseason. We saw him not in on those two wide receiver sets. That's obviously something that we now saw here in week one. And I think most casual fantasy football players will probably see the stat line. They'll just assume this was a down game. It happens. This is something I talked about in my video last night about like, should we be panicking over players? I don't panic after one bad game, especially if the usage is good. Devonta Smith is my example. Last year, caught zero passes week one, put up a total goose egg, obviously came back, ended up having a great season. The problem is this isn't just a bad performance. This is bad usage. So the player, you know, who may not be locked into the snap counts, the route percentages, all of this stuff, they might think they're getting one over on you. They might think you're overreacting to one bad performance, but I think this might be the most you're going to be able to get for Christian Kirk. If he continues to have this type of usage and puts together a few more lackluster performances, people are going to start to catch on and his value is really, really going to fall off. I know there are people, you know, who were very in on Christian Kirk. I had him ranked a little bit lower than consensus. And there was always like the Christian Kirk contingent coming into my comment section, telling me I was too low on him. I would try to find someone who's very high on him coming into the season. Hopefully they're still high on him and I would look to sell him. Now, the second player I'd be selling low on is Cam Akers, and Cam Akers may have put together one of the worst games given his workload and the fact that he got into the end zone. It is nearly impossible to carry the ball over 20 times, score a touchdown, and somehow manage to score under nine PPR points per game, but Cam Akers managed to do that here in week one. I think that we need to make this clear like off the jump. This is not Cam Akers' backfield. The appeal to Cam Akers coming into the season was this may be a rough Rams offense, but Cam Akers is going to be the workhorse. We saw him have this huge workload down the stretch last year. He can carry that into this season. This is Kyron Williams' backfield. He is the running back to own here. He had a 65% snap share. That's Kyron Williams. 
Cam Akers only had a 35% snap share. Kyron Williams had an elite 75% route participation. He was running routes on a higher percentage of plays than Christian Kirk. Cam Akers, only 10% route participation. Kyron Williams took all the two-minute drill snaps, and Akers was even splitting goal line touches. They each had two goal line touches. We saw each of them convert on the goal line. If a five foot nine sub 200 pound running back is taking goal line touches from you, that is not a good sign about Cam Akers moving forward. He did out carry Kyron Williams 22 to 15, but he only averaged 1.3 yards per carry. Um, Kyron Williams was the more efficient guy. I would definitely be looking to move off of Cam Akers before his value just totally tanks. I do think you can kind of make a pitch where he had a huge workload. The Rams offense looked surprisingly good without Cooper Cup. I was not expecting that. So you can make the pitch that this is going to be a better offense than we expected. He's going to have a huge workload. The receiving numbers don't look that crazy because even though Kyron Williams had a super high route participation, he only was targeted twice. Cam Akers wasn't targeted at all. But it's not like there was a massive um, you know, disparity in terms of their receiving work. So you could pitch that Cam Akers still has a super strong weekly workload, sell him off your team, you know, before this split kind of gets really gross. I talked about this in the, uh, you know, should you panic video. I think it's probably more likely that Kyron Williams continues to take work than it would be for Cam Akers to kind of eat into this opportunity. Kyron Williams is the younger guy, or at least he has less, uh, NFL experience. So I would think he's the one who's going to continue to eat into Cam Akers workload. He's at a super up and down kind of stretch here with the Rams, but he's someone I'm definitely worried about. And I would be trying to sell low on him before his value just completely falls off. So those are going to be the players I'm kind of looking to sell here. Guys like Brandon Ayuk and Mike Evans, obviously you're not giving away these guys for scraps. You're hoping someone's going to overpay coming off of huge week one performances. Guys like Christian Kirk, Cam Akers, probably be a little more urgent to move these guys because I think in a few weeks, their value could end up taking a massive hit. If you guys enjoyed the video, do me a huge favor, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. I'm going to have a uh, buy low video with some trade targets that's uh, probably already posted on my YouTube channel. So go check that one out. Um, I had a video about whether or not we should panic on certain players, posted that last night. And then I also have my waiver wire video. So if you're interested in any of those, go check those out. Thank you all for stopping by and I will see you all in the next one.